infertility is something that someone somewhere is dealing with right now at this very moment. And I have a real life mom who is a friend of mine. She comes to share her very personal story about infertility and what she did to overcome it. Hello there, thanks for tuning in to Family Planet 365. I'm your host, Melina Jackson, and welcome to the show. I'm so glad to be here with you today. On this show, we're talking about infertility and choosing the next best steps for you. So we have a guest here today who's going to take us down her journey, but everybody's journey is different. So I just want you to listen or watch and figure out, you know, what, what's the next best step for me if you are struggling with infertility and what to do next. Today's show is brought to you by The Nanny Factory. Never wonder who's going to take care of the kids because The Nanny Factory's got you covered. To learn more, visit thenannyfactory.com. Thanks for tuning in to Family Planet 365, a show that is dedicated to empowering family and equipping you to live your best life now. In this week's show, we're, taking, we're talking about infertility and what you can do. Is there hope? I'll tell you a quick story. I'll never forget when I decided I wanted to become a mom and we just thought, you know, I thought you do the thing and then you get pregnant and you're pregnant, right? Well, it took me nine months to get pregnant and I tell you, it was, I don't even pretend to understand what it's like to not be able to conceive because I know my issue is probably nothing like what you may be facing today, but I can honestly say that I do have empathy or is it apathy? I'm empathetic. I am empathetic to how you might feel um, in wanting to procreate, but for whatever reason, you're not able to. So today's show is dedicated to you because I know the nine months that it did take me, I was about to lose my mind, just thinking, why aren't I getting pregnant? What's going on? And thank the Lord, I am a mother of four today. So obviously infertility was not the issue. But I do have a real life mom here to share her story in hopes of encouraging and educating you on how to choose whether you want to adopt, whether you should do the treatments. Um, I hear those are really stressful, so I'll be really um, interested to hear about how those go. Or whether you should use a surrogate, which is what my guest actually did. My guest today is, like I said, a real-life mom and happens to be a friend of mine through the show. Nancy Karras is here. Welcome, Nancy. Hi, Melina. How are you today? I'm well. Thank Good. you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yes. So, Nancy, just a, give me a quick rundown, and then we're going to ask specific questions, you know, about, like, what you did. But tell me, how did you, I want to say you're a new mom. For some reason, in my mind, I'm like, she's a new mom, a first-time mom. But, you know, I know your daughter's a little older, um, so you've been down this journey a while ago. But what did you, like, how did you find out you were infertile or you were not able to have bear a child? Right. So I had a tremendous career in New York City as the head of human resources for a lot of different companies. And so I had never quite found the right guy. And so I just focused on my career. And people used to tell me, you better freeze your eggs, you better do this, you better find a guy, you better... And I ignored everybody. Nancy, so if you don't mind me asking, how old were you at this time? I was in my mid-30s, okay, maybe, okay, and people were right. starting to bother me. 
right? Okay. How come you haven't found someone? Yeah. You better You're so send perfect. Them, right? You're a career woman. Where's the man? Yeah. Right. Now, I usually ask that question. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like something's not right. That lady's got it going on, but something ain't right. Okay. Right. right. Okay. And actually, sometimes everything's right. <laughs> oh, that's another show. Okay. So anyway, but I feel that um, you know when you're when I was in that position. I was focused on my career, yeah. and until I met the right guy, I wasn't going to do it just to do it. Okay. So I waited, and I didn't focus on my fertility or infertility. So you didn't freeze your eggs or do nothing. I didn't do anything. And then when I was uh, forty, in my forties, mm -hmm. I was in New York during nine eleven. And it blew me away personally and emotionally, and I realized, hey, I'm 41, I'm single, I'm living in Midtown Manhattan in the Bullseye, mm -hmm. I have no kids, I'm a great aunt, I'm a great friend, I'm a great, you know, career woman, career woman but maybe I'm missing a piece of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I left New York. And so I met somebody. So you left New York? I did. I left New York and I moved to Arizona okay. and decided to take a break from the big city and do the opposite. So I lived in the desert and instead of working in corporate, I did things like Pilates and teaching classes and um, doing after school programs for kids and all kinds of fun things. So I met somebody and moved to California. So you met someone and then moved to Arizona? No, I moved you to moved Arizona, Arizona on my own. And then while I was there, I met somebody. Okay. And then moved I moved to California. Good. And when I got to California, I got married. And then I decided that um, I could go either way at this point. I was already in my 40s. So okay. I knew that my chances to have a baby were slim. Oh, okay. I had got never it. frozen my eggs. Mm -hmm. I was already in my 40s. Mm -hmm. And so, but I was the woman that everybody said, oh my gosh, you have to be a mom. You are like a child whisperer. You're so great with the kids. You have to. And I didn't. So I felt like, okay, I'll be the best, you know, auntie in the world, and that'll be great. But then I met my husband at the time and became uh, more interested in the idea of being a mom again. And so we went and saw a fertility specialist. Mm -hmm. So you just right out the gate, you went to a fertility specialist? No, I'd say we... Oh, you tried for We a while? tried. Okay. We tried. Like you, nine months or okay. so. Okay. Yep, gave it a whirl. Mm -hmm. Gave it a lot of whirls. And, you know, <laughs> it was a little right. exhausting, right? <laughs> but what you have to realize is we get too stressed out about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what... Right? And that's people, what my doctor kept saying. You sacrifice your relationship yeah, yeah. to have a baby. Mm -hmm. And you're like yelling at each other because <laughs> we have to do it now. Yeah. And it takes all the love out of it sometimes. So, you know, you do, you try, and if it doesn't work, you know, at some point you decide if you should seek some advice and counsel as to how to make it happen. So I did. I went to a fertility doctor and I um, discussed my choices. And I was told that my age is definitely a factor because my eggs are older. If I'm still producing eggs, which I was, but they would be older eggs. Older eggs. Which yeah. means. Because we get that, them all at birth. Correct. All the eggs, okay. 
I, I don't know if we get them the second we're born, but oh. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that as you, there's a certain time of your life that you're fertile and that your eggs are really valuable eggs. It's just like a chicken's egg, right? After a while, we leave the eggs out, they go bad, and you have to get rid of them. They're not okay. good eggs. Got it. So it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so I went through um, some choices and had to decide what was best for me. Mm -hmm. And the doctors give you the choices. You can do interuterine insemination. Okay. And that's where they, the partner has to ejaculate into, you know, a container, mm -hmm. and then they inseminate. Exactly. They inseminate it into you okay. when it's time for you to your your egg to be fertilized. Mm -hmm. So I did one round of that, and that didn't. But don't work. before that though, you have to take a lot of shots and stuff. Yeah. So okay. So I'll tell you about that. Mm -hmm. So. First of all, the decision is, do I want to adopt? Do I want to try to have my own baby with them giving me lots of hormones to hopefully pump up my own eggs? Right. Do I want to use an egg donor? Mm. Do I want to use a surrogate? Do I want to adopt? There's so many choices. Or do I want to just be a great aunt? Okay. And so one of the things I did was a lot of soul searching over whether or not you know, what I could live with in my heart. And then I have a friend who's a psychic in England, mm -hmm. and I decided I was going to just ask him his opinion and okay. see what he had to say, tap into his stuff. Yeah. And so I asked him, and he said to me, you know, it doesn't matter what you choose, because the soul that is intended for you will find you anyway. So Repeat he, that, because I don't yeah, know Yeah, that's okay. What he was saying is that you don't have to worry. We put so much worry into how we're going to have a baby. Yeah. And what he said is, if you really want to have a child, don't worry about it. That soul that's meant for you, mm -hmm. that's intended for you, they'll find you. So you just go with the flow. Whatever works, do it. And if oh, you're okay, so right, whichever method you choose, right? That's what that he said to me. That takes a load off. That's what he so said to me. So whichever you choose, I was thinking right. he was just saying, like you know, if you get pregnant, fine. If not, fine. But it doesn't really matter because what, whatever soul is meant to be with you or you're meant to mother, it'll find you. Correct. Through either method. Right. Any method. Right. You. And so here's the main point. Okay. As you know, I'm a transition coach and I yes. spend my days helping people mm -hmm. to live a better life mm -hmm. and to get their happiness and success mm -hmm. and maximize on that. Right. Make the best, the best of it. And so when I talk to people about fertility, mm -hmm. We have such self-limiting beliefs. I did myself. I want to become a mother. And when they said to me, we think your eggs are not great, what will happen is you have a 50% chance of getting pregnant every time we try to get you pregnant. And even if we get you pregnant, you have a 50% chance you'll lose the baby before you carry all the way to term. And thirdly, you have a 50% chance that your child will be challenged. Oh my gosh. With special yeah, needs. Yeah. And I've seen so, a lot of cases like that. Right? So mm -hmm. I'm sitting there thinking, wow, I'm paying money to do fertility or to, to, to try to pump up my eggs for what? So I'm glad I went to a fertility doctor who knew 
what he was talking about and said to me, yes, we can pump up your eggs. You know, we can work on your eggs, but your age. So what do you mean pump up egg? What do you, what well, they can, they can do some stuff to make, so what they do is, for example. I started getting a little squeamish because I didn't okay. think about it. I won't tell I, I you know, any I want to know. I'm, okay. I'm for the sake of so the what they do is if you're ovulating okay. and they want you to ovulate so they can inseminate, they give women a hormone that increases your eggs. So if you normally produce 7 to 10 eggs a month, you'll produce 30 eggs. Okay. So that's got to be like your emotions have to be through the roof. Is there, your body's overproducing like that. Doesn't the have emotions are quite incredible. Yeah. What okay. couples go through yeah. or a single person who's doing it on their own because people oh, do. A lot more right? people you are doing can, that now. Right. You can do an egg donor or a sperm donor. And wow. you can be a single mom. I have lots of friends who yeah. did that. They weren't waiting for their man. So you pump up, you get, you produce more eggs. Do you feel it happening or does your body feel, did you do that? Well, I did. Okay. Did I did a round of that. Um, I did. I remember being in the car with my husband and we were going somewhere and he said something to me and I said, you don't have to talk yeah. to me like that. And he said, whoa, I didn't even say anything to you. Maybe I should have stayed home today, he said, or I should have gone to work. Mm. And oh. that put me over the edge, yeah. and I was really angry, and, cry, and then I couldn't stop crying. And, <laughs> and then you look at each other, and you go, okay, it's the hormones. Yeah, okay. Right? It's yep. the hormones. Um, so anyway. So we, so, so we could pump it up, but. So we could pump it up, but your eggs are older. So when you are, that's why, okay, so here's my advice while we're talking. If you are younger, in your 30s maybe, mid-30s, you don't have a partner, you're sure you want to be a mom at some point, it isn't a bad idea to freeze your eggs oh. if, if you want to. Mm -hmm. If you're determined it has to be a child from your own, body or your own genetics, let's <laughs> say that. So if you determine that, mm -hmm. then you know you have to go a certain path. But you can... You can become a mom in so many ways. Mm -hmm. So for me, I decided that with the chances I had, I wasn't taking my chances. I didn't need to give birth to oh, a child that's really okay. challenged. I didn't okay. want to take a chance of getting pregnant, doing all this fertility treatment, and, and then losing, losing it. it. Mm. No. Or having know. multiples. Right. Oh, no. they, yeah, they do that too, right? I started with twins when I got pregnant. They mm -hmm. thought it, the doctor kept saying, there's two, there's two. But then within a week or two, mm -hmm. sometimes one fall, you know, just falls wow. away, not meant to be. But so, so the thing is, so you did do the, you did do the treatments and then you decided to stop. Well, so I did one treatment. Okay. And they told me they had missed my ovulation. So it's very hard for them to determine the exact day they missed it. I had already ovulated, and so the whole month was a, oh. a bomb. So, you know, then we met with the doctor's junior partner the next time I visited. And here's a lesson for people. I was so annoyed that we had to meet the junior doctor. The junior doctor? You know, like the more junior yeah. of the two. We I were like, really? Why? Because we wanted to see the expert. This was our fertility. We yeah. wanted to see the big guy, not the little guy on right. campus, right. who said to me, Nancy, why are you doing this? 
your chances are so slim. I really wouldn't recommend this. I wouldn't do another cycle. And he said, what I would recommend is you're a pretty healthy woman. You have a great attitude. You're a perfect candidate for an egg donor. And I thought, what the heck is that? So he Just the junior guy said this. Yeah. Okay, because you were like, I don't want to see the junior guy. Yeah, no. And he gave us another idea, which was, why don't you consider using an egg donor, which means they would not take my eggs. They would have another woman take the hormone so that she'd produce a lot of eggs that cycle. They would harvest the eggs, mm -hmm. capture them, and then they would put them with my husband's sperm. And then once it's an embryo, they'd implant it into my uterus. You know what? I like that. That's a lot to take in at one time, like the idea of another woman being fertilized by my husband. That's another story. But first, I want to take a quick break. It's a good time to take a break. Um, when we return, we're going to talk to Nancy, and she's going to share more of her story. We're at the part where she has a new option, which is to choose an egg donor. All right? You're listening to Family Planet 365. Back in a moment. Family Planet 365 is brought to you in part by The Nanny Factory, where we make good help easy to find. To learn more, visit thenannyfactory.com and let us find a nanny that's right for you. Hello and welcome back to Family Planet 365. I'm your host, Melina Jackson, and today we're talking about infertility. Now, before the break, my guest Nancy Karras is here and she's openly sharing her story. And before we left for break, she was talking about the idea of having an egg donor, you know, actually come in and rescue, so to speak, rescue her from the idea of, you know, having older eggs. I know that just sounds so cruel because it really is, but it's fact. So welcome back, Nancy. Thank you. All right. So before we left. It does sound kind of wrong. Yeah, it sounds. <laughs> she said rotten egg, get it? Okay. I, don't do that. <laughs> it is because it's like, man, that's not right. You it know, isn't. we go through so much it's as painful. women, and then if you don't meet the mark, then you're just out of the loop, or just not. You have to take a chance on whether you want to procreate or have children, and it just doesn't seem right. But whatever. Um, okay, so before the break, you told me the junior doctor, who you really was like, why do we have to see him? But he actually gave you a different perspective, so to speak on getting an egg donor, so yes. pick up from there. Yes, so um, I think that we all have very self-limiting beliefs yeah. when it comes to being mothers. And so we, me included, believe that it has to be our own baby. So, yeah. right, yeah. so when they said to me, egg donor, mm -hmm. your husband's sperm, I was like, in what room? Oh, right, I was, no, you know, and... Not and then I felt like I am not a woman. Yep, I mean, I am not complete. Mm -hmm. I am not um, ever going to have a little Nancy. Mm -hmm. And then I had to mourn, okay. really mourn, mm -hmm. that that was my reality. At the time, I felt like it was a detriment, you know. For me, oh my gosh, my, I had to do something else mm -hmm. to have a baby. I was very challenged by the whole thing, mm -hmm. but I really decided I wanted to be a mom. And so... Yeah, because you were in it now. You, I was You've done it. a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So we agreed to use an egg donor. And I share my story, which is very personal, because I know that women look up to me as mm -hmm. a professional mm -hmm. and as a business and personal coach. Mm -hmm. And I don't want women to look at me and say, she waited till she was 45 and she had her daughter. Thank you. Thank and they all assume that, that I'm yeah. superwoman, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I wish I had someone to talk to when I was in my mid-30s who could help me. After I had my daughter, I started doing fertility coaching for a while and oh. focusing on fertility because there's so much that women don't know. You're so alienated yeah. because so many people, either their church doesn't accept it, their families won't like it. Their, I can't tell you how many people secretly use egg donors and sperm donors and don't tell anybody oh. that it's not really their sperm or their egg. I never knew that. Totally. So, okay, here we are. You, you're mourning the idea or the fact no that you're Nancy. not going to have a baby come out of your body. Oh, no. But that's the crazy thing. I had to mourn that I won't have my own genetic baby. That's right, because it won't be your... Because genetically, it's not my baby, right? Oh. But Or the genetics are not the same, mm -hmm. but... They took that egg and my husband's sperm mm -hmm. and they created an embryo that they then implanted into my uterus. They did, okay. okay. So without my nourishment, blood, air, life, she would not have oh. been made. Okay, so you were able to and carry it. I was, I was thinking you oh, had a surrogate. Why I was pregnant. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, Not a surrogate. Okay. I used an egg donor. An egg donor. Right, okay. and I borrowed. So my daughter oh my is gosh. now 10. Okay. And if you ask her how she came to be, what's the story, she'll say, well, because I taught her this story, and okay. this is my next book. Uh, okay. Um, a children's book that is, um, so cool. I love this. Okay. I taught her from the beginning that mommy wanted to make a baby cake and that she was my goal no matter what and I would do whatever it took to make my baby cake mm -hmm. and when I went to the doctor to talk about making a baby cake he told me that my eggs were a little outdated and so just like our eggs in the fridge that we have to throw out mm -hmm. that she sees if we haven't used up the last egg or two I told her that that's what happened to my eggs, and so some really nice mom lent us an egg, or some woman lent us an egg, or some eggs, so that we could bake our own baby, baby cake. I love that. And she loves that story. Yeah, that's a yeah. really, it, it breaks it down nicely for the little yeah, ones. because, you know, the the woman that was the egg donor, and yeah. I'll tell you a little bit yeah, about how that you process. Yeah, how you, like, how you, she is already a mom. She has her own child, and she's donated to a couple of families. She's not interested in being the mother. She's not interested in being connected to these babies. She just feels that she knows how wonderful it is to be a mom, and she has a sister who's a, you know working in the hospital around babies, and she wanted to be around babies, and when you put all that together and you look at other women who can't get pregnant and be moms, you want to help them. Yeah, yeah. And so she really felt strongly about helping them, so she became an egg donor. Okay. Okay? Okay. So when the doctor told us we could not get pregnant, 
you ha or that it would be very difficult mm -hmm. and challenging, you have a couple of choices. You can either ask a family member, which some people do okay. and are comfortable with. I was not comfortable okay. with my sister, my mother, my... Yeah, that's just, kind of weird. Like, yeah. It didn't feel right yeah, to me. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. So I went to this wonderful woman in Porter Ranch, um, Reproductive Solutions, okay. and Myrna sat with me and talked about who I was. My husband wasn't with me at the time. Mm -hmm. She talked about, you know, how I live my life, my culture, mm -hmm. you know, as a person and, and what's important to me. And then she looked at me and she had a sparkle in her eye and she said, Nancy, you're going to think I'm nuts. I have thousands and thousands of profiles of donors mm -hmm. and I know exactly who's the donor for you immediately because she's good. got your heart. Wow. She's got the same heart that you mm -hmm. do. And I thought, wow. Mm -hmm. And the coincidence was that somebody else had already been interested in that donor, but their family situation had made it that they couldn't commit for another week or two. And wow. the donor see? wanted to get the cycle going and it was meant to be. Yeah. Just like the psyche said. Right. Uh -huh. Exactly. Uh -huh. And so I became the lucky, you know, person to recipient of those eggs. And it really was amazing because she was one of the top, you know, chosen donors because of all of her, her qualifications okay. and all of her characteristics. And stuff. Well, then let's so let's go back to you said it, the reproductive solutions of Porter Ranch. Did you just pull that out of your hat? Like, how did you choose that facility? I, I was given three names okay. by my doctor. Uh -huh. So there's a couple things that people should know. Your doctor will give you a couple names. You have to check out each one. Okay. You know, you really have to check out your stuff. Also, they put you on lots of meds, and they put you on um, lots of hormones, mm -hmm. and they're very, very expensive. Fertility treatments are very expensive. You can buy the medicine in other countries, but Ooh. the doctors are not allowed to tell you that unless you ask. Okay. So okay? Ask. So ask your doctor always. Is there a more reasonable way for me to obtain these medications? Okay. May I buy these fertility drugs in Canada, in Israel, in wherever? Okay. And what happened to me is they handed me a list. Oh, Once I wow. asked, they handed me a list of pharmacies in the UK that they work with. And I ordered my meds from there and Great I saved point. thousands of dollars. Wow. So... You know, the thing about fertility is that women shrink. You feel... Yeah, like you're less than a woman. You feel like you're less. Mm -hmm. You hide about it. Mm -hmm. You're ashamed. And so nobody talks about it. And there's so many little innuendos, little things about going through it that you need to share with other women so that they don't have to struggle. It makes their... Journey easier, right? And that's what we're here for, right, yeah. Right. So they gave me fertility drugs, uh -huh. and I had to do six months of oh. shots that were about this long. They were huge. Gosh. They were where? Like shots you give, at, I don't know, elephants or something. Where do you give the shot? You have to have it in your tush. Oh my gosh. And so I didn't know. I struggled through it for a couple weeks. It was excruciating. And then I read on a um, thread, there's okay. a thread for infertility, 
So women should go online and research and look for boards where other women are talking about their treatments so that you can see what other people are experiencing mm, like and you get answers, right? So I forgot what my point was. Well, about the, the needle's so long and it has to oh, go in your tushy. You did so, it for the first few. And then what I realized is you get one of those ice packs that you use when you're packing yeah, your cooler uh -huh. and you sit on it for 15 or 20 minutes oh or you sacrifice. lean up against it for 16 or 20 minutes until you're so numb but it's so much better oh that, yeah that part would have been a deal breaker for me just well you know what i hate to say it but i bent over every night and got the needle Oh my goodness. And you used the ice pack though. I made my partner it give it to me. Some people give it to themselves. There's I couldn't twist yeah. like that. So yeah, so I used the ice to numb it up. And it made all the difference in the world though. Okay. So, you know, you must talk to other women okay. who have been through this before you. Okay. Find them, seek them out, oh. contact me, something. Yeah. But women need to share how they overcome these obstacles okay. to become a mom. And so you had to be medicated for six months before you... Oh, no, it's long, it longer than oh, that. Oh, so because this is you, a long process. Yes, you take all kinds mm. of drugs. Why? Um, because depending on where you are in the cycle. So, for example, I used an egg donor. So first they want to get her eggs going. Okay. But then they want to stop my cycle. They don't want me to get a period because the eggs will come out. Right? But they don't no, want me to yeah. get pregnant either, but they want to be able to trick my body into thinking it's pregnant. So that's where the hormones come in. So now I'm taking hormones first to um, prepare my body. Mm -hmm. Well, first to tell my body I'm not pregnant. Right. To stop my periods. And then to... Um, um, tell my body that it's pregnant even though it isn't so that it'll hold the embryo when they implant it That sounds like a lot. It's a lot. Okay. It's a lot, but So so I go through this whole thing right and they implant the embryo mm -hmm. and then you must lay still for three days It's called IVF and women who use their own eggs uh -huh. do IVF if they're having fertility issues and they're younger Okay, but what they're doing is they're being more exact about when you know, they're they're fertilizing the egg. So they do that outside the body. They harvest your eggs. They do it in petri dishes with your partner's sperm yeah, or your, your surrogate sperm or whatever you're uh -huh. using. And then they choose the day. It's either a three-day or a five-day, I think, um, implant. Mm. Three days after your implant. Okay. And then... Uh, that's the day that, oh no, I'm sorry, it's three or four days after the egg is fertilized. They okay. actually watch how many days, and at a certain point they think it's the most likely that that embryo will take off and live. So they're very exact, it's a science, but of course they can't be, you know, yeah, perfect right about on. it. So you have to lay still for three days, you said? You lay in bed on your back for three days, okay, you get up to go to the bathroom, them, and yeah. every woman I know spends the first two weeks checking the toilet all day because you're so scared every time you go to the bathroom that you lost your little precious embryo that they just, or embryos, they usually put in three to five. Yeah. 
to see which ones mm -hmm. will take. But so yeah, it's a very and you think you're insane. Yeah. You don't want to tell anybody you're doing it because they'll think you're nuts. But every single woman who goes through infertility will tell you they check the toilet the whole time, afraid that they, the embryo would drop right out oh or something, gosh. which wouldn't happen. Like yeah, that. but that's in right. our mind. Like right. it's how it was so you lay be. still for three days. I um, ordered some fertility tapes okay. that talked to me about the embryo really implanting and that I really want this child. And okay, you some did really that, good, some mind good work. Stuff. I did some mind work laying oh, in bed. Okay. And then I had Good. some really great music that was really spiritual and peaceful, and it, it was perfect. Okay. And so I just really tried to make those days really powerful for okay. me, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then you wait two weeks, and then you start taking a pregnancy test awesome. and praying that you're pregnant. That you're pregnant. Wow. And I was. Thank you for sharing that, Nancy. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, you're going to tell us about the whole experience, the after effect of having holding the baby in your arms, and then we'll close the show. How, Great. How does that sound? Perfect. All right. You're listening to Family Planet 365. More when we come back. Thanks, Melina. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that's good. Today's show is brought to you by Eternal Valley Memorial Park and Mortuary. For peaceful, trustworthy, respectable, and dignified funeral services, visit their website at DignityMemorial.com. All right, welcome back. So you're listening to and or watching through YouTube on Family Planet 365. And this week we're tackling infertility. And I have a very special guest here sharing her story about her infertility and the option of using an egg donor. Now, before the break, Nancy, you went over basically once you get the embryos implanted and some of the things you needed to do to make sure that you stay in a space where you know, everything would stay planted so you could birth this baby. So let's fast forward a bit. So we have the baby in there and you find out obviously that it's she's a keeper. He or she is a keeper. Tell me a little bit about that experience and then the experience of actually birthing sure, a child. Sure. So I remember watching a movie. I was five months pregnant maybe with my husband and I don't know what we were watching, but the guy said to the girl, oh, the, the woman said to the guy, I love you so much. I'm going to make a baby in your image just for you because I love you. And I looked at my husband. I said, ah, I'm never going to have a baby in my image. And I cried and cried and cried and cried. And if I could tell you, I gave birth to my soulmate. And... Every day of my life, I thank God that I had infertility because I cannot imagine getting a better soul. She was so intended for me that, seriously, I really almost... And she, she looks like you, too. I've seen her on Facebook. She does. Well, it's yeah. interesting because when you go to look at donors, uh -huh. you it's like dating. You get a fold. You get folders, and you sit around and you look at their profiles, mm -hmm. their family, what they do for work, what they look like. Mm -hmm. I didn't care if I had a black baby, a white mm -hmm. baby, a yellow baby, a purple baby. It didn't matter to me. I just wanted to love the baby. My husband wanted a baby that looked like us. Okay. He felt that it would be easier, yeah. and so 
I agree because I do do a double take. Like if I see a white family with black kids, I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, they adopt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I so that, yeah. he felt it would be more of a blended mm-hmm. family. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I'm not in it to make a, a problem before we even get started. Okay. So okay. that was fine. Okay. And so my daughter has blonde hair and yeah. blue eyes. Yeah. And yeah. The thing that I find most amazing, though, is she looks like him, really. She looks just like him, okay. but she is my personality. She's so me. My husband was adopted, okay. and I felt that he looks around the world, and he doesn't see anybody else out there that looks like him. And I really wanted him mm-hmm. to have a lineage. Yes. So when people asked us, why didn't we adopt? Why didn't we? Okay. We did consider adoption because he was adopted and how lucky he was to be adopted. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't we consider it? Mm-hmm. But then when I thought about the fact that he didn't have his own lineage, yeah, I thought, how great would it be yeah. if we could do the egg donor and he could really have a child that's like him and boy is she. Wow. With my personality. See, so that's that I, <laughs> with your personality. That's funny. Well, I like that because at one point you were feeling like you know you were less than and not able to create a child in your image, but you have that very thing based on what you just explained to me. So the lesson is right. for all of us, I think, that we worry about things in life that are out of our control, and if we would let go. You know, in in AA, they say, let go and let God. Some people leave it up to the universe. Mm -hmm. Some people have faith in themselves. Mm -hmm. But whatever you have faith in, if you want to be a mother, there are so many babies out there who need to be loved. If your goal is truly to be a mother and not the ego part, which I realized I got over, the baby had to be in my image. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But maybe the baby doesn't have to be in my image. Maybe the baby just needs a mom to love them. So I think that that was a huge, huge lesson for me. I worried and worried and was upset. And, you know, every step of it was an issue. And I would do the whole thing over again. I was going to ask you that. Would Absolutely. You do it I would recommend it to anybody. Okay. And the egg donor. It, it's, it's so your baby. It's so, there's no question you know, and and when you give birth and you've carried the baby as as a woman who, you know, was implanted with embryos through an egg donor, um, you know, it, it's the same experience. I nursed my daughter for almost two years, yeah, and had a vaginal birth, and everything was like boom, boom, boom. Amazing, amazing. And I was forty-five. Yeah. And even carrying the child, your body was up for it, huh? My body was up for it until the end. I had preeclampsia, and I got very sick at the end. But But it was the end. And I'm with a doctor who knows what they're doing. And so so we had extra embryos. Usually you'll have extra embryos. And the question was, do you want to do it again? Because do you want a second child who have the embryos? But my birth was so scary. I, my daughter's birth, uh, my blood pressure was 202 yeah. over 108, which is mm-hmm. close to stroking out. Yeah. So they had me on some magnesium drip the whole time. So when I looked at those chances and I thought, I have just gone through all of this to give birth to this beautiful, precious child. I'm not going to try again. 
what am I looking for? Yeah. I got what I'm looking for. Oh, wow. So if it was a medical challenge, mm. no thanks. So I can risk not being there for her because I'm going to try to have another one. Like when do we, you know, when do we appreciate what we have and find gratitude? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people need to focus more on instead of I can't get pregnant. No, but you can be a mom. And that's really what it's about, right? Wow, that's a great right. end, though. I love that. Nancy, tell us where, if, if someone's listening or watching this and they do want to talk to somebody, not that you're a clinical therapist, but how would they be able to get in touch with you? Are you on Facebook? Or sure. What so, you want to share? So I'm a uh, transition and career management coach, so mm -hmm. I help people with both personal and business challenges. Mm -hmm. And my website is www transition.coach there's no dot com it's just dot coach and this Wednesday uh, I'm sorry Tuesday March 22nd I'm hosting a free webinar um, if you go to my website there's a page for events and you can see it's a free event and I'm going to help people learn five very simple techniques mm -hmm. to completely change your life Wow! and do it now so it'll be a great session. So if people are listening and need some help, it's a great way to get more of a feel for what I do. Yeah. And if you need my help, just give me a call. My number is 661-309-7055. And I'm really happy to help anybody who's ready for the challenge to step up and change their life. Wow. Thank you. Nancy. You're welcome. That's so awesome. Well, that's our show for this week. I'm so glad you took the time to be with us. I know your schedules are busy, you have things you could be doing, but you chose to be here at Family Planet 365. But be sure to subscribe to our channel and give us a big thumbs up if you're digging what I'm dishing. This is Family Planet 365. I'm your host, Melina Jackson, and I will see you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for having me, Melina. You're welcome. The pleasure's all mine. Bye.